Hello and welcome to exciting episode 12 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. Was that a little more exciting? Yeah, that was that something intro? different. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to make the show more exciting and flashy. It's good. You know what? The, the, the way to do that the best is by starting off with a public service announcement from Sam. Go ahead. Listen, I appreciate the time and the platform to be able to do this. I almost didn't make it here tonight. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There is... There's an issue out there that people are not aware of that especially guys need to know about. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of detail here, so I apologize if you're faint of heart and can't handle it. Just fast forward for the next couple minutes. Okay. I was sitting on my toilet taking care of business. And I don't know if you know how a toilet's, toilet's constructed, but you've got the seat that you sit down on that goes up and down. Yep. There's little knobs on the bottom of that thing to keep it off of <laughs> the little the, the, the bowl. <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. So let me tell you something. I saw my life flash before my eyes because I shifted just barely to go look to see if I had toilet paper, and it came off and smashed, and it brushed against the tip of my package. Now let me tell you something. I've had a wiener sling and been on crutches before, and it is rough. So to everybody out there, please don't shift your weight when you're sitting on the toilet, and if you do, make sure your junk is clear. So, so one good piece of advice would be to make sure that uh, your toilet paper is within re- within reach and full vision while you're sitting and straight you, forward. Yes, and that you don't have to shift your weight because that is dangerous. <laughs> I think it scared me so bad I'm just going to sit on it without the seat down. <laughs> Fall in? Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, that was I, a- I hope I've saved... Junk out there. Well, I'll tell you, the public service announcement, we, we all appreciate the awareness. I think we need to make one of those ribbons or yeah. one of those bracelets for not getting your junk caught in the toilet. I'm going to work on that. I will work on that, and I will get those out. We'll get them up on the website. Yeah, and <laughs> that's a great idea. Uh, the only problem with that is of all our female listeners. Why? You know, they're going to feel excluded. Well, that's true, because we did find out we have some, huh? We, you know what? We found out we had... A couple female listeners. Now, a couple contacted us, okay? So there may be more out there. That's right. I would have guessed there was none. Me too. For exactly the reason <laughs> you just exhibited why I thought that we wouldn't have any. Yep. You know, so I'm going to do a special a special uh, feedback bit that, we, that, uh, that has to do with our female listeners. I like it. I'm going to go ahead and read a couple of things. Uh, I actually just barely got an, an email. I checked my inbox right before you came over to record tonight. And I got an email from Sky, so let's read that. Hey guys, I just finished listening to the October 30th episode. I felt obligated to let you know that there's at least one female listener. I really find your banter pretty amusing, and so far haven't been offended by anything you guys have talked about. Which, by the way, a side note, I've been offended by stuff that we've <laughs> talked about. But okay, but she's, she's okay with that. I actually tend to laugh out loud while I'm listening to you at work. I think you're doing a great job, and I think what makes your podcast so entertaining is that you're both acting natural and just having a good time with it. Uh, She doesn't know the half of it. It's actually sad that we're like this all the time. Let's put it this way. If it was more than an hour and a half a week, I'm sure that... uh, We could do it for probably a a whole day, 24 hours straight. Oh, yeah. We could. Well, we'd at least be amusing ourselves (laughs) and not what you're thinking about. (laughs) Anyway, okay, that definitely is what makes it one of the most enjoyable podcasts that I listen to. So anyway, keep it up, and I cannot wait for the next episode. So thanks for the email, Sky. We appreciate it. And you know what else was nice about that what? is that she actually pointed out that 
sometimes when you do LOL, it's genuine. Like most right. Of, most of the time when you put that on something, it's not. But I've heard more comments that people are actually laughing out loud. Uh-huh. So when they're talking about cadaver lab, it's actually genuine. You know, what's funny is where I used to work, I used to text this girl that was, uh, we, were, we were in a square and we both had a corner. And uh, I'd just be IMing her back and forth. And uh, I'd put like, I, I hate LOL. I, I don't know why I don't, I just don't do that. I, you know, if, if you're an LOL user, that's fine. I'm not against you. I just, usually I write, ha, 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 H-A, H-A, blah, 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 ellipsis. Right. But uh, I, I, would, I would send one of those over, and then she'd get pissed off because she actually didn't hear me laughing. So, so we need to make sure those are genuine. <laughs> That's right. Okay. The best ones are the LMFAO. I love those. Laughing my freaking... A off. Oh, right. Have awesome. you never seen that? No, uh, I don't make people laugh their freaking A off. Yeah, me neither. All right. So I, I've heard about it. All right. So we actually have a female member of the forums. Uh, her name is Penance. Have you seen her up there? No. Right, like I said last week, I spend a third of my time at work up on those forums. <laughs> I check it every once in a while just to defend my honor. Right, we waste Sam a lot up there. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit, and most of it's about at Sam's expense. So, you know, we apologize, but you know what? You're just such a great target. I know it's great. I'm gonna read uh, one thing that she put in, and I won't go too into this, too deep into this. Uh, yes, there are female listeners to the Cadaver Lab. Last I checked, I'm a chick. Now, I want everybody to know that uh, I, too, check from time to time to make sure that I am a male. So, Penance, you and I have, you know, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels like they need a check. You need to do a dipstick check every once in a while. From time to time, right. Okay. I haven't gotten to listen to the rest of the show yet when she's talking about episode 11. But in the show notes on on cadaverlab.com, I actually put a comment on there. Uh, saying something like, the deep, darkest question is, are there any females listening to the Cadaver Lab podcast? <laughs> Anyways, we really appreciate you, Penance, for, first of all, for getting up on those forums and uh, for letting us know that you are a female. So they're out there, people. Trust us. Yeah. We didn't just make those up. And if some dude did, we're going to waste you. <laughs> Don't play with us like that. No, because we have our hopes up now. Yeah. Now I kind of feel like we you know, need to come through for the we're cross. We're crossing party lines. Exactly. The gender lot that's, that's right. a big one. Yep. Yeah, we're all we're we're talking in uh, a lot of political Well, do you know what? I can I know who's going to be the president of the United States. When you wake up Wednesday morning, I guarantee 100% I would bet my everything I have in my bank account that I know who the president is. Okay. You want me to tell you? Yes. Do you want to make a bet? No. Well, I can guarantee that when you wake up Wednesday morning, the president is George W. Bush. No shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm so I, funny. I, I don't think we've ever handed out a kick in the balls award this early, so I'm not going to start now. But I'm just saying that that was close. <laughs> that I was apologize. close. I'm man. sorry. Sometimes I think I'm too smart for my own good. I think sometimes you think you're too funny for your own good. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Well, let's. Uh, you know what? Let's let's move on. We got okay. a little little bit of news to go over, which All is right. you know something we don't typically do. But uh, I just want everyone to know that yours truly, Mike at Cadaver Lab, won a DVD off the Midnight Podcast. Corey, yeah. So you want to hear what it was about? Yeah. Basically, it was a forum-only contest you got on there. And by the way, everybody needs to go to our forum, post up on there. We have a great time. But then also, I, I, I like going up to Corey at Midnight Podcast Forum. You should go up there, too, because those are really the only two that I'm really, really active in. I post from time to time in others, but those two seem to be the most fun to me. 
Anyhow, um, I'm not excluding anyone, and I, I kind of feel bad I guess I said that because there's a lot of ones out there that are, are great, but, you know, there's only so much time in the day. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you had to t- just post and tell a story about your first zombie movie experience, and guess what mine was? Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of people did. Dawn of the Dead, Return, or, or I mean, Night of the Living Dead. Mine was Return of the Living Dead. Oh, really? And uh, it was funny because I, I, I posted and I said, you know what? I wish I could go up there and say I loved it for all of the, the wonderful zombie goodness. But it really had a lot to do with Linnea Quigley's nude romp around the cemetery for 20 freaking <laughs> minutes. I was a young man. I was very curious at with the time. no fur on your burger right wow that's personal <laughs> that is very personal Listen. too personal to answer no nah. <laughs> well let's put it this way it came out in 85 i was nine when it came out and i probably didn't see it for a couple of years now right. you All make right. your guess i'm sure that the listeners really want to talk about that plus i probably saw your burger in junior high showers well, i sure <laughs> hope not <laughs> well i was comparing I wanted to see where I ranked among, you know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Along the maturation process. I, mean, is, yeah, is I can't that, blame you for that. Is that a little too... Uh, uh, Who doesn't? Well, I, maybe maybe it's just something we shouldn't have talked about here that I shouldn't have mentioned. But, you know, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. All right. At least I wasn't one of those... <laughs> okay, we're cutting that part out. Holy crap. Are we really going to this time? Well, I'll probably just beep it out and scare the shit out of myself. That doesn't really work that way. <laughs> oh. uh, so how was your Halloween? It was good. We did a lot of visiting, yeah. a little bit of trick-or-treating, not much. I scared the crap out of little kids. Oh, yeah? I have the scariest mask. Oh, yeah? It's it's just ugly. Really? And, uh, so I, if they're really little, I didn't wear it to the door, but I waited. And just, if they were bigger kids, I mean, I put it on and... <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> I'm scared him bad. You're you're kind of scary, you know. I am scary. You, you kind of have this uh, scary vibe about you're you, man. Damn right I do. Oh, I'm just teasing. You. you know, if you would quit smiling all the time, <laughs> I you know. I'm in a great mood today. We are done with Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. You know, and it was great up until that last episode. It was. It was. <sighs> I don't want to talk about no. that. We already <laughs> did. All right. So you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the movies that I watched this week. You know, we won't take too long because we got to get it. Actually, we're we're still pretty we're early good. in the show. But uh, I want to talk about a couple of the movies and kind of give a short, not even a synopsis or anything like that. All right, so the movies I watched, uh, first of all, I've watched Nightmare on Elm Street again. I haven't seen that one in a long time. That movie dominates. It's back before Freddy was a clown, hmm. you know, and he was more of a killer. I'm sure everyone's seen that. I rewatched Hellraiser. Oh, you did? You know, and the thing is, is it was, I mean, I, oh, I mean, what, I watched it three weeks ago or something. It was, I mean, it's still, I mean, it, it was really interesting to me. Again, I could watch that movie a mm-hmm. lot. Number one, my favorite by far, except for number two is close. But other than those two, mm-hmm. the rest, you know, I watched Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. <laughs> but the one I wanted to talk about was Red. Now, Red is, is actually a, bit, a book written by Jack Ketchum. And, uh, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, sweet. You know, we have The Lost, and we, you know, the, I saw The Lost recently, and I watched The Girl Next Door recently. So I'm thinking this is going to be a brutal hell ride. It wasn't. And oh, I was really? kind of bummed about it. I mean, that's not to say it wasn't a good movie. It had Brian Cox in it. You know who that mm-hmm. is? He is kind of, he's the old guy. He was in uh, The Ring. 
He was he he's the one that electrocuted himself in the tub. I think is what happened. I don't remember. You'd recognize. Yeah, him I'm sure I would. Yeah. But the movie was a good was a good flick. It just wasn't disturbing at all. Hmm. I was kind of bummed about that, but well, that's too bad. Anyway, I watched a couple of movies this week. Let's hear it. I watched uh, the Saint Center by with uh, by Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of interesting. You what know? was it about? Well, it's about this uh, <clears throat> this monk who's living with his brother at this at this uh, abbey. Well, it's not an monastery. Abbey. Monastery. Thank you. They find this uh, relic that comes in, and they're kind of hiding. And so this this higher up priest guy comes in and they're talking about how they don't want to bury it because it could be dug up so hmm. anyways it ends up being a, a couple of demons who are sisters they talk like dudes but they're these women and so then they go through this door of time and uh they kill the guy's brother in the meantime he has to follow him through the door of time which is into the present day and he's got to kill him do you, do you know what visual i got when you said that they were two women that talk like guys no. i got uh, buffalo bill in the uh, from silence of the lambs <laughs> I'd F me. I just watched that. Did you? I just watched that lately, too. That's a good and then uh, what else was another show that I watched this week? You know, one, I don't remember. Anyway, one thing that I watched a lot, because, you know, it's Halloween time. A lot of those top X horror movies of all time, you know. For instance, I watched, I can't remember, I, there was one on Bravo, uh, and it was actually the scariest parts, serious scenes from, oh. you know, these horror movies. And it was really great. Uh, uh, Eli Roth won with Hostel, or was number one with Hostel, hmm. which, man, you're right. I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. That movie's brutal. Is it one of my favorites? Not, it's not one of my favorites, but I will not lie to you. I enjoyed that movie. You know, when it came out, it kind of disturbed me because it was almost based off a, you know, loosely based off a true story. Where, oh, really? Yeah, people could pay 10000 bucks to go kill somebody or something like that. Wow. And so, you know. I'll tell you what, you know, and I, I did. I enjoyed the movie. I know that a lot of people now hate Eli Roth because of his stance on piracy and, you know, blaming a lot of, you know, shortcomings in sales for Hostel 2 because of pirating and all that stuff. Oh, really? But, you know. Well, how about, if, how about if Eli Roth doesn't pirate people's ideas? Maybe they won't pirate his damn movies. You know what? It, we cannot say, we cannot make that stipulation only for Eli Roth. <laughs> because, unfortunately, we are in the... Age of postmodernism, where there is, it seems like there are no new, completely new ideas, and everything's based on something else. Which you know, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, that way they don't have to reinvent the wheel by you know cre- they they you know they take a pretty well established mythos like a vampire or zombies or whatever, and you know and they go for it. Yeah. In fact, one movie that did that this week, and this is actually uh, a movie, not that we're gonna not that we chose to talk about today, but it was actually another Ghost House Underground. Film I watched Dance of the Dead last night. Hmm. Basically, it's just a bunch of teenagers, you know, going you know going through their lives and all the BS that you have to deal with when you're in high school. There, a zombie breakout happens because the cemetery is right next to this nuclear plant. It looks just like the one on The Simpsons. <laughs> anyway, bottom line is, is, I know a lot of other podcasts have have uh, reviewed this, and I don't want to go too into it, but it was it was actually a really good movie. Huh. It was a horror comedy, you know, a high school. There, they ever. My only complaint was that there were a couple of uh, seemingly forced emotional, mm. you know, mo- touching moments, which is yeah. kind of BS. But overall, I like the show, and uh, maybe we should save that for a review one day. That's when, good. If we do a zombie type of yeah. type of show or whatever. Anyhow, I, I remember another movie I watched. Oh, it's, it's the here. Thing. 
Oh, that show is That awesome. was really good this week. I really enjoyed that My problem with that movie is, and I love this movie except for one thing. Every time I see Wilford Brimley, I'm scared because I feel like I go need to go eat some oatmeal or check my blood sugar. <laughs> check your blood sugar regularly. And that's like, shit, I'll, I'm going to go check mine. I don't even have diabetes. Well, and the funny thing is, is that movie's a precursor to that because they, they went to go check his. Oh, yeah? And that's when they found out he was the thing. You know, maybe that's what he's telling us I to check. I think so. <laughs> he's dropping hints that he still is the thing. Basically. Is that thing still around? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, though. If I checked my blood sugar and I found out I was an alien, I'd be kind of pissed off. Me too. I'd be pissed. Okay, so got to bring up another topic, man. We wasted you on this in the forums. What the hell was up with episode 10's kill scene, Listen. Man? Nobody can get it. Well, and that's good. You know, because and, and, I'm trying to, we want to test them a little bit. This one, I can I had to ask, we talked about it today before that we recorded. I couldn't even remember what the movie was called. I know. Well, here's the deal. I wanted to put something in that's, that's challenging, hard, and just in case someone had actually seen this movie, which I... Apparently not. Apparently not. So I'm dropping some hints, and you know what? I'm in charge of the death scene again this week, and I'm going to make it a little difficult. Probably not as difficult as what this one was. Uh-huh. But uh, I've dropped hints within the uh, the string there on the Cadaver Lab. Okay. Forum for episode eleven. You know, do I'm going to read the yeah, hint. go ahead. I'm gonna go read ahead because I took it. And a, if no one gets it from this hint, then next week I'll drop another one. All right. Here is Sam's posting, and I'm going to do it in the voice I think Sam had. Awesome. While he was posting this. Blame me for everything. I will just okay. Just teasing. <laughs> anyway, here's the bottom line. Okay, I'll give you a hint to those of you who would like to guess the death scene about episode 10. Foreign. Pertwee. Two touchdowns with PATs. <laughs> uh, if no one gets it from that, I will post another hint next week. There you go. We've actually, that's the only one that hasn't been guessed yet. Yeah. All the way through only episode 10. In fact, I have to send out one to Dr. Brains on well, the Well, whoever gets number 10. Special prize from the cabinet because when we do these, they're these hard, and they have to go like an extra, an extra week. Then, uh-huh. then I because I've made them so difficult, then I'm I'm throwing in extra junk. Well, not that kind of junk, <laughs> yeah. but I'm throwing in extra stuff. I was gonna say I didn't think you had prize. any extra down there. Yeah, I definitely you need don't. to keep it no. off for yourself. That's right, <laughs> especially after that ball martini. But anyways. Um, so we'll make sure that we put some extra stuff in there. Speaking of the ball martini, I heard you got some emails. I heard you that know, cry I, for help. I appreciate that. I, I got some. Uh, I've been getting some emails because Mike <laughs> sent out there that I'm a lonely soul, and so I got uh, one from Metal Mikey telling me that uh, he laughed on the train about the ball martini. I really apologize. People are laughing out loud in uncomfortable situations listening to our podcast. But, uh, I think that's what we're trying to do. But Keith Latch sent one. I got one from. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I've had a lot of love. You know who you are, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So just uh, By the way, speaking of Keith Latch, um, I actually forgot to say this last week, mentioned this last week, and I feel terrible about it. But I'm going to mention it right now. Keith Latch uh, has another book that is now available in ebook format. Go to KeithLatch.com. It's called No Small Things. It's actually a little bit different than a cemetery things. Don't get me wrong. Cemetery things dominates. It is awesome. I've actually read it. Um, I've actually listened to the podcast because it's an easy way to read it again or to, to listen to it again. But anyways, this new book is a little bit different. It's a different genre of book. Go check it out. It's only like three bucks hmm. or something. I hope I'm right on that because then uh, Keith Latch is going to kick me <laughs> in the teeth. 
Okay. You just want to get into a couple of, or do you have anything else? Well, just uh, just a quick review of a movie that I was referred to. Oh, okay. So it's called the Psychomantium. Okay. So I actually ran into the director's wife. Okay. And so she had some to do with the film. How do you spell Psychomantium? It's P S Y C H O M A N T E U M. As far as I okay, know. that's I think you're right. I don't know what that means. But it's of the avant-garde genre. So basically the way that I, I think of this is, is like a, um, a typo negative video or a Nine Inch Nails music video. Yeah, we just actually watched this. Yeah. It's, 20, it's 26 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I, I, it's different than what I'm used to. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert on this by any means. In fact, I haven't seen other things besides maybe on a music video. No, this video. is really the only avant-garde or experimental type of film that I've actually really ever seen. Yeah, I mean i've I've seen I've seen them here and there, but I have never sat down to watch and paid attention. And there's a couple of things that I would like to say about this. Yeah, go for first it. of all, the visuals were really cool. There was a lot of creepy stuff in it. You know, uh, it was it was in black and white. You know, that's mostly for mood. There was a lot of uh, you know, music video esque mm-hmm. type visuals, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. I mean, there was a. It seemed like just like Sam said, a typo negative video. It was interesting. Well, and the first time I watched, I was on an airplane um, coming back from a, a trip, and as I was watching, I'm thinking, "What the heck am I watching here?" And I was kind of trying to shield it from other people on the plane because they were probably thinking the same thing. But then going back and watching it again with with you right before we got on here, you know, there's there's a loose storyline. I don't think you're expecting that. As you're watching it the first time. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things where I think we commented that that would be a perfect video to be playing. Like if you're hosting a Halloween party. Right. And, and having it on in the background because there's disturbing images. And if you had it low, there's there's not a whole bunch of talking on it. No, there's not a there's lot. There's a little of bit of dialogue. So you, you could have it on and, and show it. But, you know, I as far as being able to just show that it's, you know, if that's what you dream about or you have nightmares about stuff like that. I mean, that's a pretty good interpretation of what goes on on those nightmares. And I also, think. if you're a big fan of the mind fuzz genre, yeah. like your Jacob's Ladder or uh, you know other films like that, th- I mean, this is this kind of falls into that. Except yeah. for it's very, it, it's more artistic. Right. Uh, you can tell that the the art director, the you know the film director, uh, was going for visual style. Yep. You know. And I, I think it had a lot of interesting things on there. Yeah. So, you know, if you're into that, go check it out. Um, There's a website, which is thepsychomantium.com. Right. Again, it's spelled P-S-Y-C-H-O-M-A-N-T-E-U-M.com. Thepsychomantium.com. I, I think you can also go to artinfilm.com, and okay. there's, there's some stuff on there. As well, I think that's where I directed you to the website originally. So now go up there. It's got some. Uh, you can check out the trailers, and there's. I think there's stuff up there for other films. Yeah. Because as I was watching it and going through some of the stuff, there were clips that I didn't see on this film. Yeah. You know, this so if re- you like what you see, I mean, go check it out. Yeah. You know, this reminded me of what? Okay, everyone, picture this: Sam and I <laughs> are 16 years old. We are barely of driving age. So what do we decide to do? Let's go out and find a live show clubbing. Yeah, man. So we show up to a club called Club Stars in downtown Salt Lake City, which, by the way, I can't remember. I can't believe I remembered the name of that club. And you still uh, remember the date, don't you? The date? 
Yeah. How could I possibly forget the date? It was April 30th, 1992. Really? Yep. Wh- why, tell us why that date is significant. <laughs> well, because it was the most shocking thing I had seen to that point in my young life. Young, as sheltered we, life. Yeah. As we show up and these people, this group called Fractal Method. Yep has decided that they need to baptize us with salt water to cleanse us in preparation for May Day, so which is get, May 1st. So they get out the super soaker with salt water and, and squirt us in the crowd. While playing this bizarre avant-garde type yeah, I, video in the background. Kind of industrial, yeah. uh, you know, techno type of stuff, I yep, would say. Yeah, and I, I just remember, the only thing I remember about that movie... Was the show? It they, about the yeah about the show those in the background besides these guys just oh yeah baptizing us with all that stuff was it pans out and there's this old dude he's eating his dinner and it pans out and and there's this naked chick bent down and he's on all eat, fours on all fours and he's eating his dinner with plates and glass and forks not off her back listen that's a great way to save money on a coffee table I guess you just go find you're, a homeless you're not going to give me anything on well that. I was just thinking how do you get away yeah <laughs> homeless person into your house and do that well so here's the situation we walk in there they're telling us it's the pagan holiday May Day we need to be prepared and uh, you know they start squirting us with the salt water and then we just see all these images of the devil of, of what their definition of hell is and whatnot and then we see all these naked ladies yeah Don't worry, it was crazy we were 16 and we were loving it yeah little freaked out i think that's a little weird fractal method we actually looked them up to see if they were still around the only thing i could find was a myspace page which is myspace uh slash fractal method f-r-a-c-t-a-l method interesting and the the, the music that we pulled up on there was was it was pretty good i thought yeah. i liked it it was you know it, it didn't seem it's the production value was low compared to you know some of the other industrial bands but i mean it was it was catchy it was yeah. good and yep. you know they I, they seem a little more popish than what i remember them playing so anyway that's awesome yeah that is awesome trip down memory lane <laughs> heck yeah oh and one last thing before we get into it i wanted to mention angry gnome comics and we actually have a review that metal mikey called in so do you want to go ahead and play that now let's do it well, hello again, my dear Cadaver Lab. This is Metal Mikey calling in. Um, hopefully this won't be kind of disappearing again. Cross my fingers. But this is me calling in for the review for Short Stack, Issue 3, by Angry Gnome Comics. And this will be a bit shorter than the previous one. I won't ramble on so much about it. But, uh Yeah. Issue 3, Angry Gnome Comics Short Stack, written by, and let me get the name right here, because I do not want to screw up the creator's name. Oh, no, I'm scrolling through it. You have to forgive me for my lack of preparation. Ah, yes, Sean Gabarin. And the art is done by various artists. Uh, You pick up the book, you'll find their information listed in each chapter. And yes, when I say each chapter, I mean this is a comic with an innovative concept of it featuring 13 stories, two pages long each. So you don't have to feel like you're getting into this book expecting to invest in this long, continual continuity where you're expected to be like, well, 
Jeez, what happened in the first two issues of Short Stack? I'll have to go back and look at them. No, this is self-contained. Although, from what I've read, I can safely say you probably should go back and pick up the first two issues of Short Stack, which leads me into my major, major positive comment about this book. The writing by Sean Gabarin, in just two pages per story, he manages to create some of the most enthralling horror fiction that I've read in comic form in a long time. I mean, seriously, this guy has imagination up the yin-yang. And not only that, but there are also instances where you read some stories and you're just like, I really want to see more of this. And you almost kind of wish that it was longer than two pages alone. So for that, that is your major selling point for this book. You need to get this for Sean Gabbard's writing. I guarantee you, you won't be sorry for it. Now, since it's a comic, and obviously people aren't buying comic books just for the writing, now we get to the art. Now, this area I'm kind of mixed on. I, you know, I don't want to come off as too much of a jerk because really a lot of these artists are better illustrators than anything I can come up with. But at the same time, some of the art pieces were really spectacular, and some of them uh, didn't really agree with me. That's just my perspective, and really, you've got 13 different artists, so what I perceive as just sort of like, eh, not so great art, uh, another reader will probably be like, what are you talking about, Metal Mikey? You're friggin' insane. Can't you see how great this is? And... Then I just had to shrug my shoulders and go, well, agree to disagree. So I'd say if there's definitely one kind, I'm not going to say weak issue, but sort of uh, iffy issue about the book, is that the art can be inconsistent. But still, if I were to use the Cadaver Lab rating scale, which I admit doesn't really align all that well with comics because... Well, unless it's a graphic novel that you're checking out from the library, it doesn't really work with like a red box kind of rating. But I'd still say just on the strength of the stories alone by Sean Gabarin, I'd definitely give this book, uh, yeah, I'd actually go so far as to say a bone saw, just for the imagination that he puts into each story and the skill of his writing. Some could say it might be graded down to a buy it, but, you know, either way, Sean's getting, you know, paid for this product, and rightfully so. Really do need to check this out. I believe he does have the chance to become one of the better writers of the comic world. You might want to get in on the entry floor, my friends. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I got to say about the book. And I believe Sean does have his publishing information available on his signature on the Cadaver Lab forums. If you haven't stopped there, you're missing out on all the fun. Yeah, how'd I do for the extra plug there? Uh, but yeah, you should find the information there. Or I believe the web address is actually uh, going to be angrygnomecomics.com or just angrygnome.com. 
Yeah, I believe that probably be it. But, yeah, that's my review. Much shortened, much less rambling than the previous time. So, anyways, y'all take it easy, and I will catch you again soon, all right? Bye. All right, so there you go. And, uh, actually, the reason that we had Metal Mikey call in the review is because I, I don't know much about it. Sam doesn't know much about it. But I will tell you that I went and purchased that short stack. It's on its way. Oh, awesome. And uh, Sean is actually, Sean Gabarin is really a cool guy. He's on our forums. I even posted, I said, hey, listen, it would be really cool to, uh, you know, if I could get this thing signed and stuff, and I think he's going to hook me up with it. Oh, so. that's awesome, man. Yeah. So I'm going to do that when it shows up. I like it. I, I, I did like it. I just, like I said, I just have no frame of reference. Right. You know? Anyways, go to angrygnomecomics.com. There's some samples up there. You can check it out. It's uh, really cool stuff. Plus, Sean's a great guy. And uh, we want to make sure to support those people who are doing what they love to do, you know, when they're art and trying to make it. So let's do it. All right, so we've got one more voicemail to play. Let's go ahead and play that one, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, fellows at the Cadaver Lab. This is your buddy Dez at Dread Media. I'm just calling to say well done on the uh, Hellraiser three-part retrospective. Three parts? Two parts? Three parts. Um, yeah, you know, obviously they go down in quality from the first. Uh, funnily enough, as you mentioned it, as the budget goes up. But I think that, you know, there are some gems there. I really like um, Inferno. Uh, okay, sorry, really like is a little much. Um, <laughs> I think Hellseeker has some moments that I like. Hellworld is enjoyable for how ridiculously out of datedly futuristic it is you mean a video game that kills people wow it's a good thing they uh you know they never would have made that film 10 years earlier because then it might have actually uh you know been innovative or something but uh yeah you know there's some there's some moments there but i think you know what as <laughs> debtor sucks but uh <laughs> actually debtor was ruined for me because um I watched these special features where it features Pinhead flubbing a line, which kind of ruined it for me. But anyway, uh, I think I think the lesson that we all learned is, you know, even a bad Hellraiser movie is better than a lot of really bad horror movies. So anyway, keep it up, guys. Bye. So thanks a lot, man, for calling in. I'm glad that you like Inferno, and it's not just me. And everybody can LMBs if they don't like that one. I love well, it. And I you think actually don't have to LMBs. <laughs> I think that's funny. He was talking about Pinhead flubbing a line. I know because I can. You can only imagine what that would be like. I am going to eat your cheese. Oh, did I just say cheese? Oh. I meant soul. You know, I'll tell you something too. I, I, I think it was maybe it was Deader. I watched the extras on one of these films too, and it was before they had put that extra evil voice on him. Oh, so, and it was just like you know. So it was just Doug Bradley, which you know, whatever. He's a nice guy. I realize that that's how it works. But hearing it was a bummer. That's I, too bad. I will admit that. Huh. You know, and to be honest with you, he said he liked Hellworld for what it is. I have to I think that I hated that movie because I was sick as hell of these movies. Yeah. No, so, it was bad. Okay. But, but we got to remember that they're not running the marathon. Right. They're just picking up number eight and watching it. And I right. kept telling myself that as we were watching it. That, you know, on its own, if you haven't seen stuff for a while, maybe it's entertaining. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I was so sick to oh, death of horrible. that shit by that time. It was horrible. All right, no, uh, let's make a pact. No more three-week episodes. Because, uh, okay. I no, like I'm it. not. Actually, I take it back because what if we want to do, like, Friday the 13th, which I love every single one except for five. 
Let's still do number five. Yeah, no, I don't think we ought to make that pact. It's just, it is what it is. And, I, you know, it's fine. And what does that mean? It is what it is. You might as well just say It's verbal, verbal garbage. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. My wife said that to me the other day. I'm like, why did you, you should have just kept your mouth shut. You shouldn't, <laughs> I mean, I didn't tell her that that's rude a great or anything point. like that. But, okay, anyways, for those of you who say that, I apologize, but that's just my take on it. You <laughs> might as well just have said nothing. Anyway. That's a good okay. point. Okay, so let's get into the show going to be talking about ghost house pictures underground line uh eight flicks that come out they came out fairly recently within the last couple of weeks or something and i the reason for the show focusing on those shows because i actually wanted an excuse to watch a couple of those i mentioned earlier dance of the dead but we're going to do three of those flicks uh now today ghost house pictures has not put out that many great flicks and i'm kind of sad about that because it's sam raimi and rob Tappert or Tapert, who was the director and the producer of The Evil Dead. And it's kind of a bummer, but I'm hoping that some of these flicks will, you know, be really good and uh, maybe give me some hope for the future of Ghost House. I don't know. What do you think? Have, you, I, wh- have they done other movies besides these eight? You know, they, besides, they have, and okay. I, just, I just spaced it. No, and that's fine. I just was curious because, I mean, these, these were decent. There was one that I really did not like, and then there mm-hmm. were two that I thought were pretty good, so... And Dance of the Dead, which we're, like I keep saying we're not doing, was really good. Okay. I really okay. liked it. And I'm kind of apprehensive a little bit to go over this eight film thing. Cause, I mean, if you, every year for the last two years, or maybe three years, I can't remember. I think it's only two. There has been After Dark's Horror Fest, you know, where they put out eight films. And they usually, typically the last couple of years, they've not been that great. Mm. Some of them have been better than others. And there's actually been a couple of them that I've really liked. But all in all, they're kind of crappy. Hmm. And uh, it's funny because two years ago, I took off work two days in a row and just sat my ass in a theater by myself and just sat and watched these movies back to back. And I had a headache all day long. Oh, maybe man. I don't know. Maybe it was the popcorn or something like that. So I was kind of worried about these. But, you know, anyway, let's go ahead and play a song, break up, break it up a bit, and okay. then uh, get into them. All right. Then 
You know what's always a good time? And Alice in Chains, too. Oh, man. That's that's some good stuff Freaking right there. love those guys, uh, man. Uh, yeah, they're good. Seen them two or three times. Always put on a good show. Of course, that was before Lane took his own life. I remember listening to the Jim Rome show. I or mean, did he? T- he didn't. He just overdosed. No, he just right? overdosed. But nobody found him for weeks. Ugh. Weeks. So he was jellified. Gross. But what was funny was uh, Jim Rome had uh, Jerry Cantrell. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, they were talking to him. <laughs> It's funny because Jim Rome was a smart aleck. Right. So they told him the only thing you can't talk about is Lane Staley because that happened like the last six months. Oh. Just don't ask him about that. Just You can have him on. It's cool. Just don't ask him about it. Oh, okay. So first thing he does is talk about it. And I guess uh, Jerry Cantrell like, got all emotional and started crying. Damn it. Something, it was something like that. And uh, so, Would you guys quit picking on Jerry? Well, how, you know, how would you feel, though? You know, no, I'd be pissed. I'm not kidding. I'd no, no, be I, no, no, and I'm not saying that to be like, hey, douchebag, how do you feel? Yeah. But uh, it's like, you know, you, you have rough times with this guy. Right. You know you can do good stuff, but right. he's on drugs. You get pissed off at him, and so you're not going to talk to him. Come to find out nobody talks to him for like a month. He's been, yeah, he's what been the hell? sitting in his apartment dead for a month. you got to feel kind of crappy about that. No, I do. And actually, no, that, that happened a long time ago. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, people. Alice in Chains was like my favorite band of all time when I was in high school, yeah. and just out of high school. Yeah, you know, I got. I, I I've just got to say it's still in my top three. You know, and Jerry has actually been doing a lot of good stuff with his mm-hmm. solo stuff, and they've actually replaced Lane. I don't know if you can say they've replaced him. Yeah, he had such haunting vocals. It's oh, ba- always good. Bad to the bone. Anyway, so let's get into these flicks. Uh, Brotherhood of Blood, two thousand seven. Watching you. You're the first one to turn us on to Clayton and his brother. Who would have known nothing about them if it wasn't for you? She smells like fear. It's like I said, she doesn't know anything. Useless. Kill her. Who are you? You're never gonna get your brother. this movie this one kicked some serious ass it was written and directed by michael rorsch and peter shearer imdb gave it a uh, 5.6 so that's respectable sam up yours all these got respectable (laughs) yeah um not the next one kind of anyway uh victoria pratt played carrie rieger rieger sid haig played pashek ken foray played stannis and Jason Connery played Keaton. Now it has two of the greatest uh, actors of all time, horror actors of all time. These Ken guys, Foray. Ken Foray and Sid Haig. Yeah. Both of them. Let me go over the synopsis real quick, and then I, Sam is busting at the seams waiting to share his opinion with you. Carrie Riger tugs at her bonds. The young vampire huntress has to free herself 
Guarded by vampires, chained in a dark cellar by the mighty vampire king Pashek, her time is running out. She knows an even greater threat than the vampires is coming relentlessly closer. Everything will be decided tonight. You know what, people? This is just how this synopsis was written. I'm not actually being a douchebag on purpose. Carrie has crossed a dangerous trail. Back from a faraway journey, a man slowly transforms into a vampire, and he transforms further into something that even the vampires fear, the mighty vampire demon Vlad Cassell. The vampire sovereigns killed Cassell many hundreds of years ago, but now he has seemingly returned. In his new body, he will take revenge and destroy everything in his way. There's no hunter who can stop him. That's it. (laughs) I felt a little silly reading that. Did I sound silly? No, you sounded fine. All right, go ahead. Let's. What are your What are your thoughts? Um, I'm not a fan of this movie. Well, the first thing that struck me is the quality of the video. Yeah. was not good. No, it looked like a a really bad soap opera. Well, it looked like my freaking uh, Phillips Handycam. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't good, and and then you know to add what little special effects there were in there. You know the 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 people wearing their teeth in there. They looked way too perfect, and then also they made them talk like they had a lisp. <laughs> I promised Sam I wasn't going to tell a joke. Oh, they sounded like they had a in their mouth. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I everyone I threw in that beep there, but I actually couldn't even bring myself to say it. <laughs> Yeah, they were all lisping. Like Sid yeah, Haig was it. trying to talk, and he was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I hated that. Plus, he was really sarcastic for a vampire king. Oh, really? You're yeah. gonna do that? Really? Yeah. It's like, really? I mean, that's well, what and, I then, say, and then but... towards the end, he was like, he was like, "Oh, I'm so confident. We're gonna destroy this." And then he gets one piece of news about not knowing where someone's is, and he's ready to piss his pants. Right. It's like, dude. Talked yeah. a tough game, but did not oh. come through. You know what? And here, here's the problem. Okay, let me. The first part of this movie, you know, the first time you see Sid Haig, first of all, he's not that handsome of a dude, and they didn't do anything to try to make him any prettier than he is, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, whatever. But the worst part is they did a close up on his mouth, and did you notice this? That there was a piece of mung on his bottom lip. And every time he closed his mouth and started talking yeah. again, it would go up like make yeah. a little stringy thing. Yeah. That, oh, that was so Isn't that gross? Gross. Yeah, I know. I hear you. It's funny because I tried to watch this with my wife. Well, I was watching and I invited her to watch it with me. She was going to watch it. She got so pissed. She oh, was really? like, this is a movie? This is a real movie? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how we got a 5.6 or whatever it did. You know what the funny thing is? Is um, I did not hate this movie. After all that we just said, I did not hate yeah, it. They spent way too much time with Ken Foray on that table. Way too much. You know and, way, way too much And time. I think that's a, uh, that, that same problem was throughout the movie. Yeah. All, a lot of the scenes were drawn out. Ugh. The acting, sketchy, you know, to say the least. Yep. The lead girl was hot. Yeah, she was. You know. yeah. And she's actually, if you look her up on the internet, she's hotter than she was in there. Because the video transfer, it, oh, it didn't really? make Sid Haig look good, didn't make her look good. Yeah. She still was a pretty girl. You know, there was one part, though, that was kind of shocking that was in a, a film. It's, it's not shocking because it was whatever, but it was shocking that you would actually see something this stupid in a film. Like a big, ugly, bald vampire comes growing. And he looks like he's just, just 
you know, oh, yeah. just ran like a mile, sweaty and greasy and gross. Takes off his sock and stuffs it in the girl's mouth. Did you see oh, that? Oh, that's right. It was just gross. And it seemed more real maybe because of the, vi- you know, I don't know. I don't know if it seemed any more real. Like, I think that was a bad thing, a bad way to describe it. But it, for some reason, it just was like extra, what the fuzz? Yeah. Type of moment. Overlooking all of that, overlooking the slow plot, the or uh, the slow storyline, uh, the sketchy acting, the mung on Sid Haig's <laughs> lip, the you know kind of stupid sarcastic lines. There was a line where actually uh, Sid Haig said, "I was there when I burned them." You know, talking about when they killed this Cassell uh, the first time and blah blah blah. The story was actually decent. I mean, I don't know. I thought the story was was okay. And, and that's why it pissed me off. It's like, okay, well, this actually right towards the end went a different direction than I've had where you've got this demon that, that everybody's scared of and everything yeah. like that. So um, I really but, – but the problem was is anytime you have in a movie where someone has to monologue to catch you up, right? I, it just blows the credibility out of the water for me. Nice. I hate it. I, I, that is the biggest thing for me in a movie is if I'm having to get caught up through a character monologue, then your movie sucks ass. Okay. I don't know. I liked it a little bit. As I was saying, overlooking all that, I, what do you give this show? I, I'm going to guess. You're going to give it a don't bother. No. Really? I'd give, give it it a, I'd give it an AMC. So Sam gives it an AMC. I'm going to give it a red box with an asterisk. That if you can prepare yourself for the low video quality, and you know, and just realize that some of these shortcomings exist, well, I would say Redbox it. I think it it is at the very low tier of Redbox. You know, that's so, why. I, yeah, I give it an AMC just for that reason. I mean, so if you average us together, we're right there. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was it. Nice. Anything else you have to say about that? I've got a six degrees. And what did I learn? Let's hear. So what did I learn? If you have large breasts, vampire hunting is way more exciting. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> if you don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. You can't just drop a bomb like that and not explain. Well, she. there were some times where she was just showing them off. The twins were <laughs> off to be proud of. Well, you know, it must have been cool. White, white wife beater that she's wearing, and you can see. She was buff. You can see dots through the, the wife beater. So. <laughs> she d- she was, like, muscular. Yeah, it definitely made it interesting. She definitely uh, worked out for the part. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing, another thing I learned is if you don't know your shot, you won't die or bleed. All right. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. And then uh, I hope there's a sequel. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so six degrees. I have Ken Foray was in Dawn of the Dead with Ving Rhames, who was in Mission Impossible. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. Ken Foray was not in Dawn of the Dead with with Ken for or with uh, Ving Rhames. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Dude. Look it up. Ken Foray was in the 1970 version of Dawn of the Dead, and Ke- Ving Rhames was in the You're sure he's not in the new one? Because I swore they were in there together. Okay, well, we're going to pause it. And yeah, look we need to this. pause it because I have no credibility if that's... All right, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He played Ken Foray played the televangelist in that movie. I I thought I wasted no, you. I was that scared was for gonna a second. Feel so good. Oh, you started putting your bigger shoe on to stuff that up my ass. Exactly. So that's good. All right. So he's in Dawn of the Dead, the new one with Ving Rhames, who was in Mission Impossible Three with Kerry Russell, who was in We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson, who was in Lethal Weapon with Tom Atkins, who was in Maniac Cop with Bruce Campbell. Nice. <laughs> 
That uh, Maniac Cop I have not seen in years. I think we're to the point where we're seeing movies that uh, of Bruce Campbell's so maybe we haven't seen. I've seen Maniac Cop. Oh, oh, okay. that's good. All right, so uh, let's get right back into the fun with Dark Floors. This is uh, a film that came out this year. Uh, a couple of interesting facts about this. It is um, the most expensive Finnish film of all time, a movie from Finland. And it's actually the first Finnish film of all time, horror film oh. of all time. It was uh, directed by Pete Rieske. I assume I'm pronouncing their names correctly. I may not be. Uh, the writers were Pekka Letosari and Lordy. The Mr. Lordy. Yeah, we've all heard of him. We all love Lordy. You don't know Lordy. Do I don't you? know Lordy. Anyway. I didn't know until after I went to go look up the ending to this film. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know. Oh, you didn't even know they were part of the No. I, I just like, man, those are some you pretty know scary monsters, man. To be honest with you, Keith Latch is a Lordy fan. and oh, he really? He was just talking about him on the forums, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check him out. I bought an album. And uh, it was actually pretty good. It, so- oh, good. it sounds a lot like, to me, it sounds a lot like uh, Alice Cooper circa trash or Hey huh. Stupid albums. You know, kind of that half butt rock, half, uh, you know, like glam rock is what I mean when I say butt rock. Yeah. And then half, you know, maybe a little harder than that, but not much. Not much. I mean, it's no poison. Right. You know. Anyway, uh, so the IMDb gave it a 4.4. So this has got a lot less than uh, Brotherhood of Blood. 1.2 less. I know why, though. We'll get into it later. Yeah, we will get into it. The budget was 4.3 million euros, which, you know, and I bring up the euros because I try. I did a, compare, uh, a calculation to U.S. dollars, and it's approximately 5.4 million, but, you know, not exactly. That that that's not as uh, exact as probably it should be. It starred the band Lordy. All five members of Lordy were in this as the monsters. Sky Bennett played a little girl named Sarah. Noah Huntley played Ben. Dominique McGelligot. McGelligot? Isn't that sound like a? There once was a man named McGelligot. <laughs> they kicked a man in the balls for the hell of it. <laughs> Keep going. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's all I got. Oh. 
But then we got uh, Ronald Pickup for Tobias and William Hope as John. The only person I recognized in this was Noah Huntley. Do you, did you recognize him? Yeah, he was in Chronicles of Narnia. He was in Chronicles of Narnia. He was also in uh, Megiddo, the Omega Code 2. Oh. And I bring that up because that was one hell of a shitty movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched it. It <laughs> sucks. But it had um, Basil from uh, Austin Powers in it. Dick, uh, it's Michael York? Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's read a synopsis real quick. Uh, Sarah is an autistic girl whose father is worried about her t- health. I almost said about her teeth. Concerned for her, the father sees a removal from the hospital by force is the only option. An elevator breakdown prevents a smooth exit and renders them trapped with others. Yet the incident is only the beginning of a descent into a nightmare. As the doors open, the hospital appears mysteriously deserted. When mutilated bodies are found, creatures from a dark world start a frightening attack. It soon becomes clear that the survival of the group may rest solely on Sarah. All right, what'd you think? I, I really like this movie, and one of the biggest things I liked about it was it got pretty much right into the scary stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, we got a little bit of... In fact, we didn't really get much of an intro, but we kind of had an idea. Like, I didn't know for sure that she was autistic. Maybe they mentioned that, but I, I must have Yeah, I knew that you knew there was something wrong. It was kind of, uh, and I, I hesitate to use this analogy, but it was kind of exor- exorcist-esque. A little Where bit. they're running the test right at the beginning. You're trying to figure out what's wrong, so you know something's right. wrong. You know you're watching a horror movie. Exactly. So you figure this is going to be some sort of mental psychosis movie. But um, I liked how they got right into it. I liked that they went a lot of different ways. You had ghosts. You had zombies. You had um, monsters. So there's a lot of different things going on within there. They didn't just stick with one type of scare. Mm-hmm. So and I thought that, that the things were actually scary. I mean that the ghost that shows up right at the beginning was I thought it was a little creepy. Well, I thought that um a lot of their like their monster effects and stuff were pretty good yeah, for the I most they part. Were good. There were a couple of times when I could tell the ghost was CGI. Sure. But I mean you I mean that's nothing unique to this movie at right. all. Right. You know, nothing really bad. And there were a lot there was a lot of great atmosphere Mm -hmm. you know there was a um kind of a silent hill vibe in the hospital where Mm -hmm. you know after they walked around for a while they kept it seemed like it got worse and worse the longer they were there it got dirtier and scarier the monsters were great i thought and they you know what they uh i actually read about this movie in fangoria before i i had heard of the band lordy but before i really knew anything about them Mm. like i didn't know that they dressed up um, you know, as monsters, I didn't know, you know, the kind of music they played. I, I knew very little about them at all, mm. but I think that they, I mean, there wasn't really much acting in it, I guess, but they were, they made them scary. Yeah, they did. I mean, the makeup was good. And then what they did in the movie was, I thought was really good. And I didn't read anything about it. I never do. I try not to read anything about it just because, <laughs> you know, I just want to watch it. And so I made mental notes during the middle of this movie. It's like, man, this is good. Yeah. This is really good. Uh-huh. So, but then you get to the end and... Mm-hmm. And you get kicked in the balls. That's right. So it's like, This well, is another mind fuzz movie. Yeah. It's like... And maybe, maybe... Because I did not like this movie. And, like I said, I liked, I liked a lot of it. I thought it was a little slow at times. But, like I said, the imagery was great. And one other complaint I had is... I don't know why they decided to do this, but every all the actors had uh, U.S accents yeah and every that. once in a while you would they would like you could note it they, especially you would notice, the nurse yeah yeah exactly you would just kind of say oh that that sounded kind of weird yeah but then you realize well she, you know english is probably not her first language mm-hmm. and um that she i think she did a great part for yeah. the or a great job for the most part but but i don't know but you know and but none of that ruined it for me none of that 
I mean, it was slow at times, but not slow enough to you know piss me off or whatever. I am right now getting a little sick of the Mind Fuzz movies just because the last three Hellraisers were. And, you know, I hate to have that affect these or this flick especially for me because it's a quality production. You know, the special effects were good. Um, when Mr. Lordy shows up at the end and he's all moving in slow motion and those wings come up, it's it looks really cool. I yeah, mean, the imagery yeah. is really cool. Yep. But at the end, it kicks you in the balls. Yeah, you know, there's a couple things I didn't like about it. I don't like forced storylines, and, and there's a couple of issues that I have with that. One of the big things is, is you know, this father is supposedly just loves his daughter, is all protective right. of her. Well, he leaves her with the guy that just said, "Hey, we're gonna turn, we, let's turn her over to the bad guys and get out of here." Right. He leaves her yeah. with him. Well, because that guy figures that the bad guys will go away if they give this girl up. That's right. And so, so yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. He's like, "You stay here. If you touch her, I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna wish you whatever." Right. Dude, you would you would never do that. Why would you not take her with you or go send those two off to do the errand? You know, and here was another thing. I just I forgot to write this down in my notes, but I just remembered it. One other thing that caught me off guard, and I don't know Finland's met how they work their medical system or whatever, but I assume this was in America since they did American accents. One of the big things that really bothered me about this is the nurse told the father that they started her on some experimental medication without his permission. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I go, a plot hole, fine. I will overlook it. And, you know, if it hadn't have been for the end, I would have overlooked that and forgotten about it, and it would have been fine. Well, and along with that, they kept saying that they needed to go get the medication for her. Right. And so it was like this subplot line, and you're, you're right. like, that is not the biggest concern you've got. This is not a Bonesaw movie for no. me. But with the, with the movies we've watched, and like I said, I was going through without knowing anything about it. I didn't know that this was based around a rock group and, right. and them dressed up. I made mental notes in the middle. I'm just like, this is good. This is, you know, this mm-hmm. is I, this is a good show. It's well done. I'm believing it. The the special effects are really good. The, the people in the morgue and the zombies and stuff, that part, I mean, that, that was scary. And how they took it right at the end, I thought that was a little scary. And I have to I have to admit something. I bought a Lordy album called The Arocalypse, oh, yeah. and, uh, which they ripped us off because back when we had four guys, we were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> you know, we're, we're the two horsemen of uh, shove it up your ass. But, <laughs> but basically now, I, I popped in this. I've been listening to this, this album a couple of times. You know, I've heard it, you know, a little while, trying to give it a good chance. Yeah. But it came with a DVD, and, you know, which is usually pretty cool. So I popped in the DVD, and I watched some of the extras on there, and there was something called Eurovision, some kind of a like a music contest. You know, what's the greatest band? And it's by country. So Lordy actually won this contest. They were from Finland, and the and I was watching this, and most of the other countries have these pop stars or these just you know stuff that I probably wouldn't even be interested in. Anyway, I watched that right in a row, and there was probably like ten, you know, two or th- ah, probably three or four minute segments of this part and it just bothered the shit out of me and i watched this in the you know they were it showed them getting ready it showed there was one lady talking about how you know she has to dry out all the the costumes between every show because they get all sweaty and gross and you know they just don't have a bunch of of, uh, costumes and i think i was sick of lordy at that Uh, point yeah yeah i was just like oh you know and i actually watched a a um 
there was a live concert on when they were kind of Holy giving their cow, commentary. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there. I was actually watching it on my PC while I was, uh, this was, had some Halloween movie on yeah. or something. But, you know, they were kind of giving their commentary. They were watching a concert that they've done and joking about it. Oh. Like, These guys are dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I think the bef- I think I shouldn't have done that because it, I got really sick of Lordy. Like, I saw him, yeah. and I was like, ugh. And that very well could be, because like I said, when they came, I was not expecting the monsters to enter the way they did and to, to come across them the way that they did. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did realize that after as I was going to read, because I was trying to figure out how this thing ended. Uh-huh. Uh, did I miss right. something? exactly. But they were saying that, you know, these monsters, you, you could really defeat them pretty easily. Well, yeah. They like seem- the x-ray machine gets rid of the ghost, or maybe a, a cold stare gets away. The, the ghost what goes was that... Away. Uh- well, the things you know, I can't remember what they're called, but the things that they say clear. Yeah, the paddles. The paddles. Yeah. One, they they paddled it on the probably the most brutal looking monster. Well, he's brutal. And he's huge. And yeah, she was able to reach his head like he bent down for her to do it. And, and she swung. He swung at her. She dodges it, oh. and then he she sticks the paddles on his face and takes <clears> him out. I don't know. I, I don't know. I you know I give this an AMC, and I'd give this a recommend. Like recommend buy Redbox. I would buy. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought, and you did. So this is one that I think that if you can if you can figure out how it ends, great. Um, Give us I, an email. Because, yeah, I mean, it was the ending was just like, oh, by it's, the way, it's too bad. It's too bad because I really thought it was a good movie, but the ending you just like I said, I had to go to the internet to try and figure out how this I did. Ended. I did too, and I didn't but find nobody it. knew. No, nobody knows. So. And that is unfortunate because I think that if it was a good, a good ending, a good. Def- I mean, like I said. I don't need it defined every, you know, I dotted and T crossed, mm-hmm. but it's nice to to finish a movie and say, what in the hell did I yeah. just see? <laughs> what what was that? Yeah. You know, it seemed like they changed a couple of rules there at the end and whatever. And I, I, I give it that just because I like the journey. I didn't like the destination, but I like the journey. Well, and if you're a Lordy fan, it's probably pretty cool yeah. to see those guys. Because you definitely get your fill. I mean, they're in there. Obviously, they they gloss them up a bit, but uh, and the keyboardist is just a, is a ghost in this. Yeah, if you're a Lordy fan, probably gives it a couple extra notches, you know, for you. Yeah. So we have a couple things here with the what did I learn? Red is a kid's favorite crown. Red is. She kept saying red crown. I want my red crown the whole time. But she had a black one. Yeah. So she, she wanted was the red. The but although hell. you see, she had the black one the whole time. But if you look, there's a couple of pictures that actually had red crown on them. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I did. You know, I, ba- I barely even noticed that. Anyway. Did you notice that those pictures she was drawing was what was going to happen next? She was drawing that the picture that was there in the shadows was this next scene coming up? I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, I did. I have to admit that I was kind of <laughs> bothered. <laughs> and the other thing is, is what ass monkey led Rawhead Rex out again? <laughs> the- <laughs> you know what? You're exactly right. The uh, the drummer for Lordy is Rawhead Rex. I'm like, did I miss Rawhead Rex too, or some shithead let him out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So I've got Noah Huntley was Ben. He's in Event Horizon with Lawrence Fishburne. Really? Who's in? Uh, oh, I love that movie. I didn't yeah. recognize him from that. Yeah, he was in uh, Mystic Pizza with Sean Penn. I love that movie. No, you don't. I no, I've never you seen don't. it. Oh, it's it's so. Dramatic. Isn't it? Isn't it with uh, the big mouth redhead lady? Joan Cusack. No, uh, Julia Roberts. Oh, Mystic Pizza, yeah, that yeah. is, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm, yeah, you're right. No, I'm sorry, it's not Mystic Pizza, it's Mystic River. 
My bad. My bad. I'm glad you caught that. So he's in Mystic River with Sean Penn. Both Mystic movies I have not seen. Yeah, yeah. Sean Penn is in The Thin Red Line with Nick Nolte, who is in The Hulk with Josh Lucas. Who's that? You'd recognize him if you saw him. Okay. He was in Poseidon with Kurt Russell, who was in Escape from L.A. with Bruce Campbell. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six degrees. Nice. Way to bring it in there. Thank you. Okay, so you gave that a buy. Yeah. That's high. That is pretty high. I almost want to spend a little while talking you out of it. You know, and after we started talking about it, because I was like, well, the ending kind of sucked, I was going to downgrade it, but I didn't want to sound like I was a puss. (laughs) Everyone already knows. So I'm on the borderline of of buying Redbox. In fact, more on the Redbox side. You pussy. I know. I am. (laughs) You didn't take much to uh, talk me out of that, did did you? (laughs) No, it didn't. That's awesome. All right, so you know what? We are early. We're still kind of short, so let's uh, throw in a song. Let's do another one. Why not? Yeah.
Okay. Last movie. Man, this has just gone so quickly. It has. We're enjoying <laughs> ourselves immensely. Exactly. And both hands are on the table. <laughs> All right, so let's go over the last one. Uh, this was called No Man's Land, Rise of the Reeker. I sell supplies to machine shops. Used to be a welder myself, but it's much more exciting on the road. If I had stayed in the shop, I would have never earned such a colorful nickname. I know. I'm getting to it. They always say... Practice makes perfect. Freeze! Okay, don't, don't shoot. Please, please take me to jail. Okay, please take me to jail. Look, I give up. I surrender, I give up. You saw him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. Down on your knees! Now! I don't think he's going anywhere. Look, there's this, this problem with the world. It ends. Now! Okay. Okay. Now! Okay. Hands okay. on your head! Okay. We could use the help. There's not gonna be much help when he's under arrest. Look, I just think we should stick together. Armed robbery, attempted murder, resisting arrest. You have a sworn duty to enforce the law, kid. Told you there was no sunset. Maya, make sure they protect you. Maya, please. Maya, don't ignore me. Maya! Look, he had half his head missing, okay? Now, I, I, don't, I, I don't know much about science, but I know that when your brain is showing and part of it's missing, that, you know, you should be dead, not walking around. It, this all happened in a... From 2008, directed and written by Dave Payne. I wish my last name was Payne. That's good. Yeah, it's freaking cool. IMDb 5.2, budget 2 million. So this is actually the cheapest one out of them all. In fact, by a long way. Wow. Uh, I actually I didn't. You know, it's funny that I say that because I could. I didn't get any budget statistics for Brotherhood of Blood, and I can't imagine it was two million. No, they didn't spend that much on it. Synopsis, when three fugitives fresh off a casino heist stop for gas at the Six Corners Cafe in Death Valley, they encounter an unexpectedly hostile breakfast crowd. Gunshots erupt. An explosion destroys the gas station. As the fire burns down, people have gone missing. Only six seem to have survived. A sheriff and his son, two of the criminals, a female doctor, and a young waitress. It's a volatile and eclectic combination of survivors, the good, the bad, and the cute. Again. Oh, brother. I am reading this. I, you know what? And I, haven't, I didn't even read over this before I read it for the show, so please nobody hold me accountable for that one. The fire department never arrives. The highway is deserted. No one comes to help. No one living, that is. The survivors discover they are trapped in an in-between world in a supernatural plane between night and day, light and dark, and the living and the dead. And they are not alone. 
horribly mutilated dead people mysteriously appear and warn of an inescapable killer, an evil trailing a sickness force of decay and rot. In order to see another day, the survivors must unite, set their differences aside, and combine their skills and resources to fight off the source of these deaths. The soul-collecting, terrifying, killing machine known as the Reeker. All right, what's some thoughts, man? This was a well-done show, well set up. Yeah. It was high-quality film. You've got some actors in there. I, I tend to think the deputy guy, the son, Harris, in there overacted quite a bit. Right. Like, way I agree bad. with you. But other than that, um, you know, I thought I thought it was a good premise. It started off really well because I was worried when it first started. I'm like, oh, my gosh, another cliche right. start. And it just didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. And that death was awesome. Which one was it? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. That right. was awesome. Well, this is the first scene of the movie, so why don't you explain? Well, what happens is, is you've got, you know you're in Death Valley. I think it even says that. Yeah, Death I, and Valley. I can't remember if it says what the date was, but you can tell it's... 1978. It did say that? Okay. Uh-huh. So this car comes driving up, and there's this mean-looking guy up on the side of the road, and you, the guy in the car was a little nervous. Did he you recognize like a, the mean-looking guy no, on the side of the road? That? He was in that uh, banjo band in um the devil's rejects oh no yeah he was in that anyway but uh he's standing there and so this guy looks like a sales guy he's got his hat and his you know briefcase his briefcase little glasses and he stops and he rolls down the window and the guy you know wants to hitch a ride and so the guy changes his mind because he starts talking about this this the guy on the side of the road starts talking about the death valley drifter right this murderer that's been all out there so the guy changes his mind, rolls up the window. He's like, hey, I'll send some help back for you. Rolls up the window. The guy's like, it's a shame that a you know, man can't trust another man, blah, blah, blah. Right. Drives off, thinks better. Always like, oh, geez. So he goes back and reverses, ends up just plowing Dude, his drifter. I started laughing. Yeah, me that too. That was great. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is hilarious. So plows him. He's got this busted leg. Comes back and, and puts the car over the top of him. And as he's running him over the crotch slowly and up him, that's when the uh, credits are coming up and the words in the introduction. Then it goes right back and picks up where it left off and it caves his chest in. The car falls down on him, caves his chest in. The guy comes around the car, opens up his briefcase, starts talking about how he used to work in a metal shop, has tools in there and cuts out the guy's tongue. Well, you know, at this time I was kind of, I was really in need of something like that. Yeah. A little bit of comedy. Yes. Because, I mean, we've watched all these non-comedic movies for so long. You know, and I hadn't watched any, I mean, I guess I watched, uh, I actually didn't watch Dance of the Dead till after I'd watched this. But at, up to that point, I was just kind of just ready for something funny. Mm-hmm. You know, gory, whatever, but funny. And, th- and this was awesome. Yeah. So it picks up this, uh, you know, they end up, one deputy at the time ends up finding this guy who is known as the Reeker. This, uh, well, I don't actually, he, is he known as the Reeker? He's the Death Valley Drifter. The Death point. Valley, right, the Death Valley Drifter. This guy catches him. He ends up, uh, the Drifter saying that he's getting messages from God and he's telling well, him from to do voices. This. He says they. Right. He's oh, not okay. It's God. I, I guess I just assume that because it's, you know, those voices come to me. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no, I'm just kidding. You know, and they put this guy to death. They gas him. And then the show picks up nowadays, you know. Mm-hmm. And we find out that this deputy actually was in Death Valley in 1978, caught this guy, moved to L.A., became the captain of the California Highway Patrol for a long time. 
I was just working that joke in. That is hilarious. It's going to say words with Ponch and John. Exactly. And Grossman. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the guy who plays the, the he actually was made sheriff at the uh, when they were gassing the drifter, but uh, yeah, that was played by uh, the nineteen the, the nowadays one was played by the captain in Chips. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I thought that was great. There was somebody I actually freaking recognized, <laughs> you know. Anyway, but uh, he shows up, and I guess the story just kind of goes along with the synopsis. Yeah, it right? takes off from there. I got to ask you a question though. Let's hear it. W- would you put your hand in that effing bloody water? When are you talking about? When the chick is in the bathroom at the very beginning. Oh, And yes. so the, it it plugs up, and she puts her hand in to reach down so, and get that. That was disgusting. That was, you know, there were actually a lot of funny girls. Oh. Basically what happens is we, nowadays there's a diner in the middle of nowhere. You know, just kind of a, a the side of the road, gas station type of diners. Uh, so we, we were introduced to the main characters. We have the... The sheriff that caught the original drifter, his son, who actually they've been estranged, and he shows up to take over as sheriff from that town. The waitress of that uh, diner, who is not ugly, no, and uh, she was the cute part of the good, the bad, and the cute. Are you, don't punch me in the face for that, please. No, I <laughs> but uh, and, you know, and then we're you know certain other people here and there. Uh, this guy makes her freaking clean up toilets well she's in there and she's yeah she's there's a clog in the toilet and so she goes back there and she flushes or does something and all this kind of stuff and all of a sudden blood pools into the toilet you know and i'm like and then she starts she reached down and pulls a shirt out of there and you're like that is i can't believe i would never do that ever the the thought that went into my mind at that part was uh having to do with uh female products I and I'm not same, going there. I am I not going to the go there. Thing. We have two female listeners, and we have to uphold a standard. Anyway, tell us more about it. So, yeah, so then they end up going through. The, the guy ends up, there's a, her ex-boyfriend who is one of the robbers casino of the robbers. casinos, ends up going swimming in shit for keys. Right. Which I couldn't believe that either. In, there's in the, no uh, way. septic tank that they busted into. He's is like full duck down underneath the water. Well, the the girl told him that she flushed her keys. Yeah, and he had to go search for them because he needed a getaway vehicle. Of course, yeah. she never flushed them. And she pulled out the good old psych. Revenge is a bitch. <laughs> well, so are you after making me <laughs> swim around in shit for twenty Jeez, minutes, dude. <laughs> I can't believe she even said that. Isn't that wasn't that a line from Vanilla Ice or something like that? I don't know. Oh. Are you kidding me? I don't know. How I, would I remember that? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember it either. <laughs> Right. So, but, uh, and then it goes through that there's this, this series of events that ends up letting the Reeker come back. Well, actually, if I remember correctly, once that guy was, was gassed and killed, all of a sudden there was a little earthquake and the Reeker came shooting down from yeah, heaven. Just like Star Trek. Exactly, the except for thing. more violent. Yeah. And the Reeker moved around like he was, uh, like in a Marilyn Manson video or something. Yeah. He was kind of jerky and, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, did, that added to the creepiness. And he also had these these fumes. This looked like fumes around him. Well, people are gagging the whole movie, even when he got caught right at the beginning because he right. had those dead bodies in there. Mm-hmm. The, the deputy guy was just gagging. So, I mean, you could tell that it was just nasty. And the director decided to, to visually enhance that. Oh, yeah. By pulling back and you have a dead skunk 
in and so it's it's visually telling you that right. it's stinky by right. telling you there's by showing you a dead skunk in there. Actually, with the DVD case, um, you there there was a little booklet that if you pulled it out um, in the corner, if if you want to watch it in a certain mode, uh, it told you what color to scratch and sniff. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rise of the Reeker. All right, now it's time to smell dead skunk. <laughs> Now it's time to smell that's rotted great, bodies. That's a great marketing tool. We should <laughs> we should do that for our podcast. No freaking. This is where you pull out your junk. This is where you show a fur burger. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know that was actually I think I, I mean and I and I don't have a real example for this, but they used to do that smellovision for movies mm-hmm. like in the old days. But this would have been the wrong movie to do that for. Yeah, nasty. Anyways, I don't know how deep we want to get into this. I mean, there's a lot of. That you know, there's a lot of character building. There's some you know relationships here and there, and there's some comedy. Yeah, there's some funny parts. You in know, there. and it's kind of light at times. Uh, one of the funniest parts was they basically find out that they're in a different dimension, maybe between for, la- for lack of better dark, world. Exactly between life and death. There is a an invisible force field around. Uh, you know, just a just a circumference of uh, you know around that area. One of the guys that robbed the casino, he takes off in a car. With the money, and he stabs his partners in the back, uh, figuratively, you know, takes off, crashes into this invisible force field, which I thought was really cool. And uh, he gets out of the car, he's walking around, and uh, lo and behold, his nose is completely gone, and the top half of his head is gone. I mean, all you see is brains and guts and stuff, and he's walking around. He's talking, trying to explain that. Or whatever, so he just sticks a bag over his head. I thought that was great. You yeah. know, and the banter going back and forth was just funny there, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, for instance, an example is, dude, do you smell that? I don't have a nose. Yeah. You know, did that sound like a Monty Python? That's exactly what that guy sounded like. <laughs> he did. But, uh, no, so there were some funny scenes like that. And I know that we've, I've, I've kind of been on this, uh, this episode. I, you know, I haven't been really into the, Movies where you don't really know what's going on. The whole movie, it screws with your mind and whatever. And this was that kind to a point. Yeah. Well, there were some glaring problems. And let me just, let me give you one that I noticed right away and I rewound it just to make sure. Okay. But there's a point where one of the robbers comes back and he's telling about how his, his robber buddy got torched. Right. Well, he comes back and the deputy's the one that finds him. Uh Uh-huh. So he, he doesn't have a time to say what, what happened to him. Uh-huh. He didn't say it. The sheriff comes out and says, I've had enough of this. You know, we're going to lock you up. And the guy's like, no, but the, but the, we don't even know what's going on. And so as the sheriff's locking him up, he's like, you mean to tell me this all started from a car wreck and an invisible wall? And I, <laughs> wait, wait, I, wait. I went back and watched that, and I'm like, he never said that. Well, wait a second, though. Wasn't that deputy the one guy who was running to use a phone somewhere and ran into the same wall? Yeah, but it's the sheriff that comes out and says. So the bad guy is just saying, there's something weird going on here. He never says what's happened to him. Uh He has never said it. I I went back to verify. So so (laughs) then the sheriff goes and puts him on the car, and that's when the sheriff says, you're telling me this all started with your car wreck into an invisible wall? So So that was a glaring thing for me. And, you know... Some of the weird stuff. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I just, I'm tired of the shows to try and make you say, "Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that's so deep." Yeah. You know, the thing is though, is 
I watched this right after I watched Dark Floors. Uh, I think what happened is I, I had to finish the like the last 10, 15 minutes of mm-hmm. Dark Floors, and then I watched this right after it. And what I liked about this movie is that uh, Dark Floors let, let you, left you just saying, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Now, this movie, not only was it fairly obvious what happened, but for any of you retards out there, <laughs> it re-explained everything. And that's I'm not right. saying any of you are retards. I'm saying that's kind of what they, they said. That, that was kind of what they, the message that they were sending to me. If you, any of you idiots didn't get this, here is exactly what right, happened. Right. And it went over it again. And with every little, almost every little detail they every went through. Yeah. little detail. Like, for instance, they even mentioned that uh, like during the movie they saw this like bird that was on fire. They saw this like turkey that was talking about. It ended up being this bird, but it show explained everything. Yep, yep. And I was like, you know what, Dark Floors and No Man's Land: Rise of the Reeker are two stark opposites yep. of that. It, it was, <clears throat> and then they went even beyond that to uh, tie up what the Reeker had said earlier about what happens to him once he's oh once right his, oh yeah he's fulfilled his calling or whatever exactly so they even tied that loose end up why didn't you tie up the loose end about the guy telling him what what or not telling him what happened and the sheriff guessing it why didn't you tie that up uh that actually was uh they cut out a scene in the extras that was all explained. i'm sure that's what happened <laughs> i i, I, I don't know that for sure but i, I assume, guarantee that's what i happened. assume that's what it was Anyway, but uh, all in all, I like this movie. I would give this a a high red box, low buy. I would do the same. In fact, I'm right there with you. The only, well, we've talked about a couple of drawbacks, yeah. but one of the glaring drawbacks that I've got to this movie is I looked down at the clock, and it took 50 minutes to get back to the Rieger. It did. So it took a long time between because it really got I into a quick. Those, I thought those casino guys were pretty funny, though. I mean, well, they were it, interesting. It definitely, they were interesting. I mean, the story was interesting. Yeah. It was developing. But it took – the movie's barely an hour and a half. Right. So it took until 50 minutes into the movie to get back to the record. That was my only complaint. Maybe this has the quarantine problem where it just needed to add stuff to, uh, to make it feature length. And then they cut out that one scene that explained, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. No, but I, I thought this was definitely the best one of the three that we I watched. I do, too. I, I like so. it. Um, here's what I would suggest. This movie, to me, is rewatchable because, mm-hmm. I mean, the acting's good. There's some funny stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I would say Redbox this and then uh, determine if you want to buy it. I yeah. would buy this movie. Yeah, yeah, I would, you know, too. I would buy it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good show. So I've got uh, a few. What did I learn? Let's hear it. The sixth degree. Mm-hmm. The funniest Latino I know. Latino I know is a cook in Death Valley. <laughs> Guy was hilarious. <laughs> that dude was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. That I can't. I can't remember his name, but he was funny. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, drunk cops small talk is really effed up. Did you oh, yeah, hear what he was talking about? He said he likes to watch fish f. Yeah, I'm like, what? Where did? Why would you even write that into a movie script? You know, by the way, that part really pissed me off. Why? Because as he was talking about that, I like to watch fish do it. Yeah. He mentioned freaking dolphins, and those aren't fish. Oh, that's right. Uh, you, Another glaring. You thought I was serious. No. But uh, it was, uh, it, yeah, so I thought that was funny. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe they even worked that in. I'm like, whoa, wow. Well, I think that's it, way I, out there. it was quirky, and it, and it made you kind of chuckle. Yeah. Oh, well, it did. just like, what? It did. <laughs> and then uh, Sam learns that sometimes hot chicks don't wipe. Yeah. I, she didn't get all the way through. No, and she got. You know what? It, I was especially 
cognizant of what was going on in there. Me too. Because well, the way they set it up, she's sitting there, and her panties were just at her, right above her knees. You know, and, and, and so you're just watching this. You're like, whoa. And the scene was long enough. You know, it wasn't number one. <laughs> um, the next thing I learned is that if your Thanksgiving dinner talks back, get the hell out of there. Yes. All right. So, and the last thing I learned is that guys that swim and shit can still be cuddled with. You know what? I kept thinking that. Uh, just thinking, dude, this guy swam in crap like five minutes ago. He was dirty, but at least he was dry. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, still May- smell like maybe it. in a dimension between light and dark, you're smelling. It's all right with. Well, I guess yeah. I can't say that because the whole movie's based on how bad the reeker smells. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, it's six degrees for no man's land. I've got Robert Pine, who is the sheriff. Yes. Da, 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 da. Was in Red Eye with Rachel McAdams. I can't believe, by the way, that you didn't say. Da, da, wah, 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 wah. Da, oh yeah, that is da, what you were doing. Da, 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 Excuse me, as I go love off. that season. <laughs> love that show. You know, I used to watch that show with my dad, who was an undercover narcotics officer. Uh-huh. And I was I was really young when we used to watch that show, yeah. and he would just watch it so he could scream at the TV. He used to be so <laughs> mad. Those cops wouldn't really do that. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I was too mesmerized by Poncho's short-ass shorts in every scene that he wasn't in his cop uniform. That dude wore, like, like uh, freaking wiener-length shorts. I mean, tiny. Yeah. All right, so in Red Eye with uh, Rachel McAdams, who was in Wedding Crashers with Christopher Walken. Right. Who was in Hairspray with John Travolta. Suck, I know. I know. Who was in Wild Hogs with William H. Macy, who was in Fargo with uh, Bruce Campbell, had a just a small role in Fargo. He did? What was he? Do you know? No, I don't know. He just, you were just, I saw Fargo. I'm like, I recognize that. <laughs> was it the 2004 or was it the 1978? Fargo? Yeah. Just shit. It wasn't 2005. Was, I was like, that was the dawn it was made in between that. those two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I owned you on that. So there. Oh, you <laughs> Anyway. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There are three pieces of the, or three out of the eight movies for the underground. And uh, I would say be wary with most of these other movies. I haven't watched any of the other ones besides Dance of the Dead. I don't know. I, well, I, if anybody else has seen them, let us know. Yeah, I mean, call, let us know what you think because I'd be interested. I would check out more I would if, if they're decent. I have more. Yeah. So maybe we should get watching those. But uh, Well, let's. I'd, I'd like to hear what people say and then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll spend time because there's so many other things out there that I'd watch. I still need to watch The Howling this week. Oh, that's a great flick. We What we want to do is we want to do something kind of special for our next episode, episode 13. We were kind of uh, you know, we have a list of, of show topics, but I think we kind of came up with a good one. And I had help from uh, all of the members on the forum. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to do public domain horror. Now, what this is, is, and I'm sure everybody knows, is that there are so many great movies out there that that their copyright has run out. Anybody, it, it's okay to take it, change it however you want to update it, whatever. Well, we're not going to do any of those things, but what we're going to do is um, we're going going to talk about how, where you can get these. It's really, really easy. And actually what we're going to do is we're going to go over three films, and I just looked at this before we started recording today. We're going to go over Dario Argento's Deep Red, um, a hammer horror flick called The Satanic Rites of Dracula, and Bad Taste. 
directed by Peter Jackson. But what we're going to do this time is we are going to put up on cadaverlab.com a link to download each of these movies. So go up there right now, download and watch them, and uh, see you right there with us for episode, what will it be, 13? Lucky 13. Lucky 13, you're lucky because there's lots of sweet free movies out there. So we'll need to get this episode edited and out. Right. Quick. Because we will be recording this, episode 13, on what, the 10th? Uh, yes, Monday the 10th. We, we, we record Monday nights. Okay, so yeah, that that's when we're going to be doing it. I'd like to send out a request for people to call us in and let, let us know what they think about these flicks. Like I said, they're free. It's cool. Uh, give us a call in the voicemail, 206-339-2730. 206-339-2730. And we can't promise we'll get to every voicemail, but, but leave them, and if it's good, we definitely will at well, least play gonna, part of it. Yeah, we're going to listen to them all, and we may put together some kind of a... Uh, montage, montage or something yeah. like that, but uh, watch us not get any. <laughs> Wouldn't that be dominating? Yeah, that would be. And would be start leaving it for ourselves in different voices. No, you know what I might do is I might add that up there right now before we edit episode 12 and we'll put it up there. Yeah, so the people that are watching the forums can at least get a heads up. I well, think at least good. are going to cadaverlab.com. Man. One thing I wanted to do this episode is right. I feel bad because there have been, we've gotten so much awesome support from a lot of other podcasts. I, I just don't have the time to, you know, interact with, with everyone like I would like to, and I'm sure Sam feels the same way. Um, but so I wanted to take a minute. We typically don't do this and just uh, throw some shout-outs to a lot of the podcasts that have really supported us. And we'll start with the Dread Media, to de- uh, the, the voicemail today from Dez, uh, dreadmedia.net. Go there, visit his site, his show is great. This guy is a fountain of knowledge, whereas we kind of just chat about flicks. This guy will give you all sorts of facts, and uh, especially in the independent horror scene, he really knows that scene inside and out. Of course, Corey from the Midnight Podcast, who I won that dominating DVD from. Sorry to all the other people who... Um, no, I'm not sorry at all. Was, was, that, was that not very... Uh, oh, that was heartfelt, man. Yeah. Um, of course, James from the Dried Blood Podcast, we keep telling him that we're going to get come up with some awesome trivia question to waste him. And uh, by the way, we did get that last one that he sent us. We got the song that he that he sent over. I, I guess Sam mentioned that we hadn't said that we'd gotten that on the podcast, but we did. But uh, It was Escape from New York, Yeah, but it was by Claude Debussy, and it was called The Cathedral. Enter the Cathedral or oh, something, something like, like that. that. It's funny because I'm just watching uh, Escape from New York right now, and I just watched that part. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, but we want to also thank or and throw a shout-out and make sure everybody's listening to the Drunken Zombie podcast. Um, it came from the basement, the Midnight Horror Show. I'm sure everybody is listening to all these already. Obscure 80s podcast, and one of my favorites, Horror Etc. podcast. And, of course, last but not least... Keith Latch. We love Keith. Keith sent Sam an email. In the email, he was like, Sam, I'm sorry that you're a big pussy, but uh, I, just, I thought I'd throw you a, an email. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been nice. I've had a few of those. It uh, felt bad for me because I take some on the, on the forums, and they're, they're worried about my feelings. Don't worry about my feelings. I'm, I'm thick-skinned. And, and Plus, definitely, he's a douche. Yeah. I don't get offended about anything, and, uh, and so it's, it's been... 
It, this has been a lot of fun. You know, since we're all touchy-feely right now, I also want to send out a request to our listeners. Quit touching and feeling me, dude. <laughs> we have a link on cadaverlab.com to both iTunes and Podcast Alley. We really appreciate it. We've gotten 11, I think we have 11 uh, iTunes reviews, and uh, we really appreciate those. Those are awesome, and we, we know a lot of... Uh, Guys on the forums have, have, have given those to us. Uh, we'd encourage you to go out there, and uh, if you like us, give us a, a review on iTunes. Um, and also, it would be great for if we get people to go up to Podcast Alley and vote for our podcast. Just because the more people that we have listening, the you know the, the more fun that everybody, I think, will have. You know, those are two ways to you know kind of get the show out there. Anyway, sorry about that, people. Sorry that I had to go there. Well, in order to keep it free, Mike, we need to have our sponsors, which is... Just kidding. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and put in a death scene right here. I mean it. Don't force me to shoot. Is there anything else? Nope. Just try and get that death scene because that's going to be really hard. Enjoy that. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we for another week, we will sign off. So we will see you later. <laughs>